Gospel Show. We've noticed that many of you have started listening to our back catalogs and old episodes. We would prefer you didn't do that. <laughs> what we're doing here is figuring out how to successfully operate a podcast. We're adding equipment every week, but until then, we're going to have some audio spots, some technical difficulties, and some issues getting rolling. But the way I figure it is, if you don't love us at episode 7, you don't deserve us at episode 700. So that being said, please enjoy a disposable show. <laughs> that was a pretty good intro. We should keep that one forever. <laughs> All right, so broad, broad, broadcasting from various cheaper rent locations around Lexington, Kentucky. This is a disposable show. We got the regular uh, JV streamers, Nick, Zach, Matisse, John, that's me, on the line. Also a guest star today, Professor Addy. Uh, you'll know him from the stream that happens at 10 o'clock tonight on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Professor Addy. Uh, Addy, I'm going to try to embarrass you. I feel like your, your theme there, very occultish. I feel like you're an expert on fish care and general well-being of pets and customer service in a pet environment well as as someone who works deeply with the occult there is absolutely no difference between arcane knowledge and fish <laughs> Whoa. I this, like is getting, this is getting interesting hey, already hey yeah, uh, you open up the necronomicon and the first thing in there is the six different types of algae eaters <laughs> i don't know if there are six i wasn't allowed a fish tank but i had hamsters growing up they're similar, just I you had, don't add as much water. I had Siberian, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had it had the bottle they sucked on in the corner. Uh, I had Siberian dwarf hamsters. Mm -hmm. They uh, and, and I had three of them, and they were all um, bastards. I think the word is. Yeah, yeah, they could be mean. Like, is, is that a is that a defect of the breed? No, no, just little animals are really, really aggressive. Uh, well, mine were because yeah. they have to be because they're that so defense small. mechanism. Yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, dude. I had one named Tyson, he would throw a tooth no matter what. If you put your hand in that cage, you were getting at least a nibble. <laughs> I think we, ha I have me and my brother and sister had each had a hamster growing up, kind of like staggered. So we had them for years or like two or three years in a row. But all I remember is the 2 a.m. sound of them like. <laughs> <laughs> shaving the little plastic habit trail off so a little bit at a time. The Tatoyans... I mean, that, that's a relief. I thought you were going to tell me that they all had, like, limps. <laughs> you said little they were staggered. I was... Talking yeah. about, man, they don't make little wheelchairs for them. <laughs> the Tatoyans were a, uh, we're a turtle and a bird family. We had, and uh, hermit crab. And hermit crabs. We had... Well, at one point, we had three parakeets and a peach-fronted conure. We had buckwheat, tahiti, pearl, and toby. Wow. Don't don't parakeets live like forever? Ours didn't. Birds in general <laughs> can live forever. Yeah. Um, yeah, parakeets are like I think mean, fifteen years, but parrots like I'm mean, like if you got I mean I, I'm I'm pretty into parrots. They can live to be older than their owners, like eighty years old or some shit like that. It's ridiculous. Hmm. I think our parakeet lived to be like what buckwheat lived to be like six or seven. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I, I mean, ten years is a real good age for a parakeet or a finch. Mm -hmm. A finch? I didn't know finches lived that long. Yeah, finches can live five, seven years. Hmm. Oh, huh. what, what's the most annoying thing that happens on a consistent basis at a pet shop? At at a at just a store? Yeah. It's not. It's not so much people not understanding. It's people. Not willing to admit that they could be wrong. Okay. Um, you know, because you have the old, the old idea of a goldfish in a bowl. You know, everyone knows that. Even American Dad has kept that going into right. the twentieth, twenty-first century. I don't know what century we're in. Um, the twenty-first century. And thank you. I don't know. I've, I get confused by so that many. too. Um, I have to watch movies produced by Fox to figure that out. Then. Yeah. Uh, that you know. People think that they can get a 30 cent goldfish, which is called the comet, and uh, put it in a fishbowl and let it live for a year because that's its quote unquote suspected life. Uh, what the fuck ever. 
and uh you know, we have to explain to people constantly no you you can't do that this this is a living breathing thing because uh goldfish and, uh, can get how big like two feet long uh it always depends on the type um if you're talking like the fatter belly the fatter ones like mm -hmm. the uh the butterflies um the oriandas uh the black moors are the guys with the big bubbles on their on their faces oh, yeah. the guys that get the big bubble cheeks um they they only get like hell like uh maybe half a foot long but wow. they they still live like 20 years if the bubble cheek ones rupture a bubble, do they die? No. They no. can live with so what, one bubble. What's the evolutionary advantage of having the bubbles? Uh, absolutely none. <laughs> just, just for show? It's not like a mating just, thing? Hey, my, my kid got a goldfish at a county fair, and it lived for like four years. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Those are the ones that you get at the fair most of the time. Most of the time they buy feeder fish and okay. use those, and those are comets. Was it one of the guys with the big bubbles, or was it like a long streamlined? No, he's a traditional long streamlined goldfish. That would be a comet. Okay, so that's what I should look for next time I buy one. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there, there has been a fish killing field in my house ever since. <laughs> what do you? What kind of setup do you have? I got. I tell you what, I got a pretty peaked looking bait I'm looking at right now. <laughs> These are my, probably the people. He's seen better days. <laughs> How old is he? The beta or yeah. my kid? My kid's six, but the beta, the beta is like a couple months of it. <laughs> How how big is your what kid's you tank? <laughs> you what? Nothing. How big? What's uh, the how big what, of what? aquarium do you have him in? Uh, it's a tenner. I got him in a ten-gallon tank. Wow, really? Yeah, he's got. Oh yeah, dude, we live we live right. It's a penthouse for a beta. Nice. What's the most purchased pet at your store? Uh, beta fish. Nice. Beta fish. That's most so. people come in thinking that they can they can leave there with like thirty two fish and just have like a thriving aquarium day one. And when we explain to them that that's hundreds of dollars and <laughs> lots of time to set it up, they leave with a bowl and a beta. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. So do you ever so like when, when a pet owner comes in and? They're one. They're looking at a pet, but like you obviously see that they're not in a, that they're not in the right mindset to own a pet. Do you ever like turn down people like say no, you can't have this pet, or no, you can't have this fish, or no, you can't have this lizard? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So do they um, get mad? Oh now, yeah. Now, Addy, oh yeah. Tell them about how you and Lana hooked up. <laughs> yeah. So my rabbit, uh, she's a. Well, she. We were told that she was a mini lop. Uh, lop-eared rabbit. Um, she's absolutely part lion head. Uh, the breeder lied to us. Hmm. But um, this was back when I worked at like a farm surplus store that we just happened to have some rabbits and stuff. And um, we got these three rabbits in. Uh, one was Lana, and the other two were her brothers. One was a black version of her, and one was a gray version of her. And uh, she always had she's brown just so you know brown black gray mm -hmm. um she always had she's always had like you know when you get the shit on your eyes and like when animals we don't they don't clean them every morning yeah. so they get shit on their eyes and it just keeps going mm -hmm. she's always had that and so i spent a lot of time over there cleaning out cages uh wiping off her eyes dealing with the the big ass <laughs> guinea pig we had called mama <laughs> Mama the guinea pig. Mama the guinea pig. The pig. Yeah, she was not for sale. Um, someone had bred her to excess, and then brought <laughs> her back saying, "This don't work no more because um, you're stupid." Uh. And uh, so our boss put a put a kibosh on it. He's like, "No matter what anyone says, no matter the price, you are not selling that guinea pig. She's the store guinea pig now." Um, <laughs> that's that's cool. sweet. Yeah, that's Jeff sweet. was a cool guy. Jeff was a fucking awesome guy i i will get into stories about jeff and work i never met a jeff i didn't like yeah me either <laughs> um and uh so this the one day this couple comes in these jersey shore ass motherfuckers who <laughs> like and the girl you ever seen that episode of it's always sunny when sweet d is doing her quote-unquote characters and she does that really 
really off um like latino urban it's like why are you so stupid stupid <laughs> is that them and it's like that that was her that was the girlfriend like to a fucking t i would have sworn it was sweet d in a mask um and her boyfriend looked just like the situation just with a gut and And i mean first the whole adventure started with them coming in looking at what they needed to buy a horse then we had to explain to them we don't sell horses wait these jersey shore people were buying a horse what these jersey shore looking motherfuckers were buying a horse i mean i don't know what they were thinking i don't know and i don't care um so then they started wandering around our small animals and they were like you know we really like this one rabbit the the brown one but her eyes look gross and we're not sure if she's uh you know healthy but we'll be back to pick her up later and so as soon as they left i looked at my boss and said i'm taking her home (laughs) I still had like I still had like two hours left take her home go oh that's awesome (laughs) you saved that bunny and you still have it to this day huh? rabbits are tough rabbits are tough keepers hey rabbits aren't easy no they aren't if you have any pictures of it can you post it in the uh, in the general channel here yeah I got pictures um like I, my veterinarians told me one time because we were looking at pets for my son and he was like rabbits rarely get sick they either perfectly fine or they die yeah no they <laughs> not like your rabbit won't be ill for very long yeah if it gets sick you have like 24 hours to deal with it yeah <laughs> now i can't tell you a story of how we got our rabbit but i can tell you how we got rid of our rabbit <laughs> our uh okay <laughs> our uh our parents, they've never really been pet people until they're, you know, they got a dog and now they're in love with it. But uh, they got us a bunny when we were younger for about two weeks and they just weren't having it. So they told my sister, hey, if we let, uh, I think it was like Thumper was the name. It was like, if we let Thumper go, we'll buy you a life-size Barbie doll. So one day we came home from school and the bunny was gone and there was a life-size Barbie doll sitting on the couch. That is some therapy stuff. I know. It was so Damn. bad. And they told us later that they literally just let they just literally just let Thumper out into the yard just free, which is probably Thumper was probably happier that way, but it was sad for us. Uh, domesticated rabbits don't do well in the outside world. Eh, no, don't, they just, really don't. Let's not talk about that. I'll get a little curious. <laughs> no, no, Thumper's fine. He's still alive. He's doing. He's, he bred a bunch of little lady rabbits. He's fine. Yeah, he was thumping around. That's for sure. Oh, still a sad time though. You have to get like rabbits like uh, spayed and neutered and stuff, right? Uh, you absolutely can. Uh, with females, it's recommended because they can get ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, with males, males it just helps with the aggression. Honestly, owning a female rabbit, it probably would help with the aggression too. Hmm. I didn't. I didn't get mine fixed. I don't like the idea of ripping organs out of animals. Mm-hmm. It's weird to mm-hmm. me, uh, unless it's a cow and it's already dead and you're gonna eat it. So does uh, so is, <laughs> is it Luna? Is that the name of, the, of your bunny? Lana. Lana. Does Lana uh, does she, oh, does she have a time of the month? Does she get peri- periods? Uh, no, but infrequently she'll just start stomping and throwing shit around, <laughs> which I think is kind of the same thing. <laughs> Gets a little uh, bunny uh, PMS. Yep. That's funny. <laughs> have you seen the – it's been going around. Have you seen the, the meme of the little rabbit eating cherries? Yes. Eating is cherries. There, has everybody seen it? The no. little, the little white one. Yeah, and its mouth is all it, it, like gushy red. Yeah. So there's this rabbit. This, it's a movie, a, a gif of this rabbit eating a bowl of cherries, but it looks like it's just gorged itself on human flesh because it's a little white rabbit just oh, covered in man. Blood. There is a movie. Um, oh, fuck. Um, night, night of, night, night of, of the, the Lepus. Yes, thank you, Night of the Lepus, and they. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what they did for the scenes where the rabbits ate people, is they gave them strawberries. That's so amazing. They had, like, red all over their faces, because, <laughs> goddamn, they love strawberries. Now, they, th- like, this movie is great. It's, it's, so, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I don't know if it's the 50s, but it's a sci-fi horror movie from that kind of vein. Giant killer rabbits just invading the town. And they made them giant by having them jump around little train tracks and then slowed the film down. Yeah, it was awesome. Oh, jeez. 
But you gotta find the picture. Yeah, it's it's awful and amazing at the same time. Um it came out in nineteen seventy two. Seventy two. There's one really cool scene that just like got drilled into my head as a kid, but I don't want to spoil the movie, so I'm not gonna uh, Oh yeah, it has DeForest Kelly in it. If um, anyone here is a Star Trek person, bones? that's uh Yeah, bones. he's bum. Damn it, Jim, I'm a bunny, not a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> what was poor impressionable John doing to watch this movie? Must have been staying up late. Acid. Probably. It <laughs> it seems like something that would be on it like uh like on the sci-fi channel late at night. <laughs> look at Lana looking all cute. Is that your uh, picture of your buddies up there? Yes. Oh, how long? Her eyes are fine. No, this is just the one. The other one's like hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Just dripping with eye wax or whatever that is. Yeah. She just chews on it every once in a while because it's right there. <laughs> now, how do you keep the bunnies like from the store? Like, do the animals, like, they have sex and stuff. So, are there for babies that fawn? <laughs> So, where uh, the place I used to work that was not as regulated, um, that would happen every once in a while. And we'd always try to do our best. I went to a summer camp like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we'd try our best to keep the babies alive. Um, I think we only ever had one truly successful litter oh. of rabbits. Um, a, a lot of the times, uh, new... Uh, rabbits when they f have their first litter the litter usually doesn't survive because they don't know what to do but they figure it out as they go um so but at where i work now um it's highly regulated our store only gets females and uh, if like jurassic if, park yeah <laughs> let me tell you something what? pal life finds a way it does <laughs> Love it. Did you ever see what was there was some video there was some uh oh what was it? It was some animal, it was like a turtle or some shit. It would like break into the zoo every day just to go and fuck some other turtle and then it would leave. And no one knew like who was breaking into the zoo and they watched the security cameras. It was just a turtle that come every day to fuck the turtle. <laughs> <laughs> That's respectable. That's respectable boy rabbit into the the pet store and just kind of drop him into a cage yeah. <laughs> leave him there for a couple hours let him go to town let him repopulate just, the world let him just smash female ter female rabbits all day <laughs> <laughs> just go there and smash uh, oh <laughs> oh this is crazy what's on the what's the most expensive pet if i wanted to go in there and floss a horse uh, yeah, I would. I'd probably go with a horse or a saltwater aquarium. I mean, like most it, expensive. I mean, in your in your in your stop, you have you have horses. No. In your shop? <laughs> they got the horse Maybe. barn out back. Oh yeah, <laughs> man. My, um, my uncle Larry has killed two saltwater aquariums. I think he finally just gave up and sold the aquarium away. But he would he would get all the little plants growing. He would get his like perfect little clownfish and. And then it would nice storm, and be like the power would be out for like a week. Just boom. Yeah, when when you're running when you're running aquariums heavy in a place that kind of gets to putting the power back on when it wants to, which is really any of the south, they don't really do anything fast down there, do they? Mm, no. Where are you from, no, by no, the way? Kind of, everybody enjoys the power being out. Where are you from, Addy? I'm from upstate New York. Upstate New York. Why don't you talk like this? Because I'm not from the city, asshole. Oh, gotcha. Gotcha, bub. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I obviously don't know how they talk either, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's like upstate is more has more of the New England. Like the farther the farther you go up, it's more New England-y. Hmm. Uh, you get some more of that. Are oh, you going on up there? Huh? <laughs> but uh, but look, I live I live. So it's 
you really just get the northern speak you don't get any of the i mean other than we do maybe it's just my area we do talk like jersey trash though everyone's asshole and motherfucker so when you get mad does that come out not uh i mean any kind of emotion <laughs> like i just called you an asshole <laughs> it's like if, asshole. If, if, when it when it comes to expression we just fall all the time <laughs> maybe that's just me i don't i don't I really don't fucking know i think i hear nick talking in the other room but he doesn't realize his mic is on mute <laughs> <laughs> professionals yeah. hey guys i'm back we've all done it <laughs> <laughs> you guys couldn't hear me laughing at your witty witty banter that's the that's a quality uh, you can expect the disposal show watching yeah. There's nights where I'm watching Addy stream and uh, the chat is just like a wall of turn your screen on, turn your screen on. Yep. <laughs> As Addy plays. By well, so depending on the game, I'm usually either into the moment and I'm not watching chat or something's covered my screen so I can't see it. That it's what not games are you into now? Yeah, what's your game tonight? Usually it's Rainbow Six on a Friday. Uh, tonight is going to be Black Ops Zombies. Ooh. Uh, I worked in. Didn't they just release the Battle Royal mode or something? And uh, something? Uh, yeah, Black Ops Four just came out this morning, and uh, I've already played about three hours of the zombie campaign. Ooh, because is it that's good? yep. Oh yeah, that's why I buy Call of Duty still. So it's a whole campaign. Uh, essentially, so. The, and this this falls back into this falls back into the occult stuff is that the is is you know you'd probably boot it up you know original like what is it Call of Duty World at War that had you know you just get some guns shoot them with your friends and you know try to survive the zombies as long as you can mm -hmm. but as the series has progressed it's always kept that at its face but when you really dig into it, there's hidden messages. There's a story arc going on that they never actually talk about. It's just there, like living the story and have to figure it out from there. Hmm. There's more to it than I thought. There's when a ton to it. I worked at a Walden Software, which is the precursor to EB Games. Mm-hmm. And we used to used to, uh, we used to play a game around Christmas time because parents would call asking if we had certain titles that their children have asked decipher what they were asking for. So I had this one lady call one time and she was demanding um, uh, that, she, that her son told her that his one wish for Christmas was a copy of Jim Clement's Robot Sticks. What and I was at a complete that? loss. Somebody, That's amazing. What? You want Jim Clement's Robot Sticks. And she's like, yeah, it's a video game. It just came out. It's real popular. My son wants a copy of Jim Clement's Robot Sticks. So I'm just I'm scanning the back the back wall where all the new releases were. I'm like, what on earth is this lady talking about? But this game she's talking about sounds awesome. I want to play Robot Sticks. <laughs> what she was asking for was Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, I, was, I, was, I was literally just googling Jim Clement's robot sticks and I was like I don't think this is an actual game <laughs> I was almost there I, I was hoping that there was going to be more to the story before I started typing shit did you think uh, yeah it was Jim Clement's robot stick the other one was Kitty Dong Racing <laughs> Kitty Dong I would say episode title but uh, that might get us uh, flagged somewhere Jim I got a video I, got, I have a video game question for you Eddie. For who? For me? Yeah. Okay. You might ahead. be able to answer this because I've been wondering this. I haven't done much research. What's with all the uh, like? Do you like Fortnite at all? Uh, I mean, not my question, but <laughs> I play it. I wouldn't say I like it, but I play okay. it. Okay, yeah. but there is like anytime I look on like IGN's Facebook or any sort of social media where Fortnite's mentioned, there's just a horde of people that just completely shit on it. What's the reasoning for that? Because it's such a popular game, I don't understand why so many people hate it the with a passion. Has because whenever something's that popular people will hate it just to hate it so is it just that that's just it it's to be edgy i mean it's you also so goddamn uh i'm trying to remember where it started the entire idea of the battle royale games from what i remember started as a mod for a game called arma maybe about 10 years ago now 
And it's, you know, it hobbled along, hobbled along. Not a lot of people knew about it. Everyone kind of liked that style of play where you drop onto a map with 10 people and last person surviving wins. You know, Call of Duty, I think, long ago had a game type that was like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then Arma 3 came out and they did a, uh, like, they featured heavily when Arma 3 came out that they were going to do a Battle Royale where they would drop like 75 people on their big ass map and uh, you'd all have to fight it out. And Arma's a really like military tactical shooter, like gets down to like, if your socks get wet and you stay in those socks too long, you, uh, you get irritated and it throws your aim off like that kind of shit. Uh, I don't know if that's true, but it is that deep. Um, It's like testicle physics. Yeah. (laughs) Red Dead Redemption. (laughs) Um, And so, then player unknown battlegrounds comes out and the entire idea of the battle royale explodes everyone now sees that there's this game type out there that we've never really touched even though they're those of us who've been playing on pc forever have done it um a whole new generation of people are exposed to it and PUBG does a lot of things really well a lot of people try to co- copy PUBG, doesn't work and then this game that Epic has been working on that was a like a zombie survival uh, build your base and defend it, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, why don't we why don't we try to make a battle royale? And they do it leaps and bounds better than anyone else. Difference is, is that it's less tactical and more jumpy, fun, shooty sandbox kind of. deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the stakes don't feel as high because um you know in PUBG, you could be laying on top of a hill with a sniper rifle for 20 minutes waiting for that one kill that's going to wait uh win you the game mm-hmm. but in Fortnite, someone can build a wall next to you jump up and down like an asshole <laughs> and hit you with a shotgun enough random times to kill you i haven't, I haven't you know, played you, i haven't played a lot of PUBG, but whenever i did play PUBG, i felt like i always got a lot more anxiety playing that than Fortnite. see that's and that's what a lot of people like that's what i liked is that once you got down into like those last 10 people you felt the pressure Mm -hmm. and uh i love playing games like that with fortnite however it's far more casual yeah and that is part of what makes fortnite so popular is that Mm -hmm. anyone can play it you know people who you know and i've played PUBG. i started my uh my twitch channel on PUBG. i've put about 500 hours into it wow and uh i would i would play with people um other streamers um other streamers girlfriends all this kind of stuff and they're just like this is this is too high anxiety for me this so, i can't so, do this so what do those other uh, streamers feel how do they feel about you playing with their girlfriends uh usually fine <laughs> <laughs> i hope <laughs> Um, I, I should point out here that my seven-year-old has a, a second-place solo finish on Fortnite. Ooh, nice! So yeah, it, nice. it's like 100% anybody can play it. I, See, that's I what, will be that's honest. That's about, more than me. I was about to say though. I think that maybe that's why I'm kind of defensive about Fortnite because I love Fortnite. I have I have a lot of fun in there, but I'm also super. I'm a super casual gamer, and. That's why how how it's gotten you know to a point where there's kind of like a running story thing you were saying something like that. Well, like, now have you have you played Fortnite in the last couple weeks? No, I haven't played probably a month. Uh, I was playing it earlier yesterday. Oh, they they've they've Halloweened it out. Yep. Which I, I think is a benefit of it being so casual is they can just go in there and there's not going to be people that get upset because they just change stuff up for a couple weeks. It's yeah, also exactly. what keeps the players you know, coming back too. It's never gets you stale. Can hide in. Yeah, it's not getting stale. There's, mm-hmm. there's, they put Halloween decorations up everywhere, in in the little towns. There's cornfields you can just get lost in. There's ghosts and werewolves. There's a potion that turns you into a ghost. All sorts of stuff going on. Yeah, yeah, that is something I'll give them is that you, you, they're constantly updating it, keeping it fresh. And I think that's what a lot of people were saying. Kind of PUBG was kind of falling behind on. Is that you know, well, you see, really... the thing, the thing that PUBG lacks is function. Mm-hmm. It's, it, like, and that's a. That's not saying that there are parts of it that really need some work. It just needs to fucking work. Yeah, it, it's it's buggy. <laughs> Even after it's, all these years, and, it's still buggy. 
Well, because they have people still handing them money hand over fist, so they don't need to fix the fucking game. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, they uh, like uh, the last time I played PUBG, and it was the last time I played PUBG. I dropped into a pretty popular area, which because so many people came into it, I lagged shit. Ran into a building, saw nothing on the ground except for a pistol on the other side. So I sprinted to the other side, picked up the pistol, loaded it, turned around, and the entire ground had populated with stuff I could have picked up. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And so I ran outside going, okay, fuck it. I'm just going to try to get someone with this handgun real quick. Someone pointed at me. And to bring my gun up to bear, it was like trying to haul a log. Just... <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> and I I was done. Like, the game does not function well. Something I was reading the other day that I thought was interesting, that's probably old news, but you're kind of saying how, you know, it's buggy as shit, but people keep paying for it. People were... I read this article. People were talking about how when uh big games come out or any real game that has like pre-orders people buy the shit out of the pre-orders so like there's not as much of an importance on to get the money they can just release it people already bought the game is that like an actual problem i think another part of the problem is that they continue to get money because the place where this game is the most popular and this is old news. This is probably like five months, six months old, so I don't know how true this is anymore. Um, but what was happening is internet cafes in places like Korea would have PUBG with all of the mods so you could put on whatever cheat you wanted, but because you paid 20 bucks an hour to be there, you've paid basically the game. So when that game that account gets banned... They just make a brand new one, buy the game again. It's already downloaded <laughs> on the computer, so it just loads right up for the next customer to then load it up with whatever cheat they want and play. It's why, I mean, I think it slowly turned into a race thing, but for a while it was, you know, you really need to server lock Asia because a lot of the... <laughs> uh, because that's what was happening, is that in, is Korea in particular was having just this mass of people playing in internet cafes cheating. <laughs> That's and amazing. Were, and they were going into the Australian servers, the American servers, the EU servers, and cheating. I had no idea that was That's a thing. Why, that's why a PC gaming kind of uh, puts me off, is that there's so much modding, there's so much cheating. How do they, how do they, com- how do they combat that? So PUBG started combating it by putting out a patch almost every day that changed a couple megabytes of code Mm. that would mean that you'd have to rewrite how your cheat would work smart so that was extremely smart i think it really helped i don't know how well it has kept up because by then i was fed up Mm. what games are you looking forward to that are coming out um let's see i well from what I remember, Red Dead is not going to be out on PC to begin with, correct? That sounds familiar. Um, so that's exciting, but I'm gonna I have to wait until it's on PC because I I want to see those horse nut physics. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been so fascinated by an animal's testicles before. But let's see, Fallout seventy six is soon. Battlefield five is soon. Ooh. What, what, really, what, what era is Battlefield, Battlefield 5 going to be in? Uh, it's World War II again. Ooh. Yes. Fuck yeah, my favorite <laughs> I know war. people get tired of that, but I fucking love those World War II games. I don't think it, I will ever get tired of shooting Nazis. Mm-hmm. Is, there a game, <laughs> is there a game that takes front, uh, take place on the Pacific front in World War II? Um, I believe Battlefield 1942 is the only one I can think of. Uh, it was on I remember Xbox that 360. Um, but yeah, it's the three main maps were the three main islands. I can't remember, I remember the names. Hiroshima. Like, I remember like buying that shit out of it. One of yeah, those... Most of those games you're in Cherbourg is where you start. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. And I thought the the Pacific would be a much uh, a much different but equally as interesting place to, to go. Yeah, 1942 or 1941, whatever Battlefield that was, that was a fun game. That was like a day one 
PlayStation 3 game or something like that, or I don't remember. I just remember it was yep. one of the first PlayStation games I got. Well, geez, Addy, I just realized it's been a year since you did Wolftober. <laughs> yeah, it has. What's Wolftober? Wolftober was in basically in hype mode for the new Wolfenstein game, which was Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus. Um, yeah, that's just, this is the one that presupposes that America, that the United States loses the Second World War, yes, correct? Yes, absolutely. Okay. I love and, that game. Uh, I played from October 1st up to the 27th when that Wolfenstein came out. I did Return to Castle Wolfenstein, um, the new one, the, the new order, and uh, the DLC for it, which was called The Old Blood. Hmm. You so all you... of them, all what of them. Jeez. <laughs> oh yeah. Yep. That was actually when I switched my uh, my streaming schedule from eleven to one to ten to two. <laughs> it gave me two extra hours because I never felt like I was getting enough done. Hmm. In Jeez. like a week and a half, I got halfway through Return to Castle Wolfenstein, and then after I changed that schedule, I finished Return to Castle Wolfenstein in three days. Which one of those is your favorite? Return to Castle Wolfenstein. Absolutely. Uh, Wolfenstein. Um, it's... Stein. I was probably, oh, I don't know, nine years old when I played that game. And it was... My cousin sat me down in front of it. She was like, oh, you're going to love this game. You shoot Nazis. I was like, great. Started shooting Nazis. That's fun. Then I go down into a crypt because Nazis wanted to be down there for some reason. And they get attacked by fucking zombies. <laughs> I was like, I get terrified me as a kid, but then I went back to it later, and like it's all about Himmler wanting to raise an army of an old pagan warrior, <laughs> and like it started that whole like Nazis and the occult thing, which I just <laughs> I fucking love. All right. It is my favorite genre of fiction. So, uh, Medal of Honor Frontline is that the greatest war game of all time? Is that the one that came out in like uh, 2008? Uh, I don't remember the exact year, but it w it was World War II. It had D Day in it. That was the first level you played. Oh, so it's it's like the first Medal of Honor. Yeah, or I don't know if it was the first, but okay. Did you ever play 2002. that? 2002. Oh, okay. Uh, I did not play it. No. Oh my god, you got to go back and play that. It's so good, and there's so many little funny Easter eggs in it that the developers like hid inside of it. It's just. They don't. Developers don't really seem to do that very much anymore, where they hide little funny shit in there. But oh, it's so good. The D-Day level just gives me nostalgia chills every time I play it. So, so Addy, as as a a professional streamer with all sorts of followers and respect, do you ever feel like you have to not play games you like because you need to play games that Twitch is gonna like? Well, I appreciate you lying to me, so that was nice. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, there are certain games that I do stay away from because they don't really attract a positive attitude. Like DDR uh, Max? Whether it be myself or... <laughs> I I have no rhythm. There's no way that would happen. <laughs> um, it's hard to dance on tentacles. It's... Uh, <laughs> but it's like uh, Heroes of the Storm. I love Heroes of the Storm, but more often than not, the people who watch me frequently um, either hate it or don't understand enough of it to care. So all of my passion for the game kind of just falls into the void. Mm -hmm. So I really don't play it on stream anymore. I did the other night with uh, V for Valletta, and we had an awesome time. But that's because with Scoop Fest, everyone's gone. Uh and I, and I feel like that's a game where like there's so much there there's so many decisions being made by who picks what character and which combination of character everyone has that a, a filthy casual like me just can't even fathom what's going on. It's if you if you know um, MOBAs at all, it's that tends to help. Um, I mean, Heroes was my first MOBA, mm -hmm. so you know I I don't expect you to uh, like no League of Legends or uh, Dota 2 or any of those to be able to watch Heroes of the Storm. Um, but it's... I'm trying to think. Um, it is... The basic premise is that it's always a five on five 
and you pick your heroes at the beginning of the game, um, especially if you have like a full five-man team, um, you want to have someone who can take damage. Like, how many people here have played World of Warcraft? Uh, I have friends that I've watched play many times, but I've never played myself. Okay. Lucky Shadow Knight. Okay. So <laughs> a, a, a lot of this all comes from the... Uh, like the days of like playing World of Warcraft, I'm pretty sure it's still like that. Where or any of the MMORPGs, where you have to have someone that can take damage, so that the people who can deal damage don't get hit. You got to have a healer, and so your party can you know get together and be level enough to fight this boss. It's the same premise, except for instead of a boss, you're fighting another team that is set up to fight that boss. Hmm. So you'll have, on average, you'll have a tank on each side. You'll have damage, two damage dealers on each side, a healer on each side, and then someone who just kind of like throws the mix around a bit. Maybe you have two healers so that it's way harder to kill the team in a fight. Or you have two tanks, so you're not doing as much damage, but you know your damage dealers are able to sit in the back and not have to worry at all. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like, that's as super simple as I can make it. It boils down to um, every individual hero, which now in Heroes of the Storm in particular, there's over 60, I think. Jeez. You know, another thing I feel like in Heroes of the Storm is there's so much communication going on between the team members. Yes. That it doesn't really translate well to, to the chat. It really is. MOBAs tend to be for people who play the game um because i've tried watching people play dota 2 in league of legends and i just don't care even though i understand the basics of a moba i still don't understand the heroes at all what's a moba um massive online battle arena i think Uh, okay multi multiplayer online battle arena i don't know i don't know what the m is but the the ba is battle arena the internet says you were right multiplayer multiplayer okay hmm. um, it is also an arts an action real-time strategy game really someone just made that up oh okay <laughs> so, whatever happened to overwatch that was huge for a while i haven't heard anything from overwatch overwatch is still big it's uh it, it doesn't get pushed as hard in the way like blizzard really puts a lot of its uh um a lot of it's like uh, tournament money behind Hearthstone and to a lesser extent, Heroes of the Storm. Huh. And I think actually, I think actually probably over Heroes of the Storm, Overwatch. But Hearthstone is the one that gets a lot of their tournament attention. Now, were you playing Overwatch the other day and they, they kind of decked it out for Halloween? Yes. Uh, every Halloween they do uh, Castle Junkenstein, which is one of the characters Junkrat. Uh, in a Transylvanian twist. So he's Dr. Junkenstein, and a few characters fight on his side, and you have to basically protect the gates of the castle from him and his minions. Sounds good to me. That sounds fun. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, Addy, we uh, we paid you for 45 minutes. Uh, do you, you have any plugs? <laughs> Wait, you paid me? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, plugs. Um, I mean, I have one right here. It's not plugged into anything. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, just, uh, just a Twitch channel, uh, Professor Addy at twitch.tv. And yeah, yeah, I hope to see people there. Uh, Addy also, um, slowly becoming a writer if his editor can catch up with him. Uh, that's all stuff you can find out if you check out his Twitch channel. Yeah, absolutely. And I will lament my lack of progress there as well <laughs> well it was great having you on i hope you're uh, hope you're back you're this is like a, our first uh, long form interview and it actually went very well so i'm pretty pumped about that <laughs> awesome i'm glad to have helped thank you so much hey thank thanks stay, stay hi to lana for us oh i will <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks, thanks Eddie. awesome we had a we had a, we did an interview guys like it like grown-ups <laughs> We, we we actually we actually had an interview where we actually learned information. There you go with the episode title, like grown ups. <laughs> did an interview like grown ups. <laughs>
We're basically NPR now. Hey, somebody give me a rundown of the peeps in the chat. All right. Uh, All three of them. I got you. <laughs> she ain't got nobody. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of uh, lacking today, but I think it's a Friday night, so what can we expect? Uh, yeah. Everyone's out doing social stuff, and All we're right. here. So, uh, yeah, we, so, it's shout so, out so time. New, but we got wins there. Hey, wins. Win. He's still raging on our donut conversation. So, uh, it looks like Shark Spark must be a. Uh, Is he a BOT? Must be a, a uh, Heroes of the Storm player. We got oh. uh, Matt Mon Gaming. Like he was That's a new there. name. Welcome oh. to the stream. Matt Mon Gaming, uh, Banana Nanan, another uh, another one, another regular junkie that's been in here, uh, in and out. Uh, then our resident bot, Skinny Seahorse. Uh, Skinny Seahorse, welcome back. Well, no, Skinny but... Seahorse might be real because Shark Spark <clears throat> I thought was a bot, but that's a, a real human being. Skinny Seahorse, no Sardania. No Sardania, yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. No. Well, now, okay, did I tell you guys about the walk that I bought? Uh, you show us a picture of the it. walk. Oh, look at oh, a W O K walk. <laughs> so, okay walk. So you so said I, you had to season I, that. I don't, it Go must ahead. have just been like, it was like the middle of the night on Amazon. It's like, fuck it, I want a walk. And then I, I could just cook vegetables in it and be all healthy and shit. So I found like a sixteen dollar walk, and it looks like someone has handmade it. Like it's got hammer marks and like you can see the little polishing spirals. It was also on another listing as a steel drum. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and then like the handle is just a piece of pipe that has been smushed on one end and riveted on. It, it, it had just a, it had it was covered in oil but still had just a little bit of like kind of corrosion rust on it. It it was amazing. Did it have a, a manufacturer origin on it? Did it say where it was made? Uh, who knows? It probably, you know, it, it was it was probably made by some hillbilly in Jackson County. So you, or by like, so you have to season those just things. Some, some it, kid in, in China. Is it cast iron? Do you have to season it or? So it, it's just it's it was plain steel. Ah. So um, I don't know. I don't think it was cast. It didn't have that black sort of thing you'd expect from, from something cast iron, mm -hmm. like a cast iron skillet, just bare, covered in like motor oil to keep it from corroding. And turning probably used to be some guy's uh bed of his truck or something well it, you know honestly it kind of looks like a dish network dish <laughs> just recycled <laughs> first thing i did was take a magnet to it just to make sure it was like at least steel <laughs> <laughs> so i've started so then i found the uh the chinese cooking channel on youtube which was hilarious and the guy had how to season it and so you're basically just like trying to burn it over and over again to make it like crispy and black and smooth like a griddle at an old diner mm -hmm. and this thing is immaculate now i think i've cooked it three times so superheating it till it turns blue putting oil on it <laughs> to just like just it's just like sucks the oil in and hardens it and then cooking with it and it's like got this beautiful little brown and black like glow to it now nice it's getting there. i love a good season the guy told me it would take a year consistent cooking to really make it perfect so do you find that you uh get more uh tv channels when you're cooking with that thing <laughs> you get some of the spanish channels i get i get all i get all the movie channels you get, like cincinnati i was watching the harry potter and the sorcerer's stone today while i was stir frying <laughs> uh. so I, I will i will i will give you updates on walk as he progresses Lucky. awesome i like walk updates walk uh, I'll give you guys a uh, kombucha update. I got a... Oh, we haven't talked about kombucha on the more respectable version of the show. Give us the backstory. <laughs> well, uh, I brew kombucha just uh, for fun because it's expensive. So I decided I'll make it myself. But anyway, I got a uh, 1.5 gallons of it uh, brewing up in my closet right now. I got a, a black tea kombucha. And then I also have an experimental green tea kombucha so i'm pretty excited about that uh it's already starting to develop the pellicle on top a new scoby so that's exciting uh hopefully it'll be ready in time well, is it, am i wrong calling that fungus bacteria it's, a, it's a bacteria uh, it's bacteria yeah or it's yeah. yeah symbiotic community of bacteria and yeast there's more than one so it's a bacterium yeah but um, i'm hoping that it'll be it'll all be ready in time for our uh our super live stream which is going to be uh we're gonna have some video up here. We're gonna have a uh, what is it? 
So we're gonna have kombucha, durian fruit, Goodfellas pizza, and uh, kombucha. Ver- various lovely donuts that were made by happy, <laughs> loving people from not- various locations around hey, the city. We- we've been very upbeat and happy this whole episode. Let's not bring up the D word. <laughs> We'll keep pastries aside. So, uh, Yingling light, light Lager is what I'm drinking on right now, Newman. Uh, oh, are you? <laughs> so, uh, before the before we got live here, I was telling Newman that I was. Uh, I just asked him what his opinion was on Yingling because I'm drinking some. And what say you about Yingling, Newman? I mean, I, I don't. I don't get the fuss. All right, is that it? Just don't get the fuss. Because we, because in our area, we, we we Yingling was this mysterious, you know. It was this mysterious foreign beer from one state away that everyone lost their minds at. This is when you were in Boston. Like every time I was going, if I was going north of Ohio, I would have ten people say, "Oh, can I have a two? Give me a case of Yingling on your way back. I'll pay for it." <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine. And, and now that it's here, I people were really excited. I've yet to have one been here. I, I don't know. Okay, so you still haven't had I it yet. Had, like, and if I and like where I work with a lot of people, there are two conversations that just bore me to death. The first is the the conversation of weird names that you've heard children named. Everywhere I've worked. I've had this conversation going around me, and someone always goes, well, this lady at my church named her twins Lamangelo and Arangelo. Because all she could eat while she was pregnant was Jello and Orange Jello. And, it, and, like, when I worked in Illinois, someone's friend of their mothers at their church named their twins that. We in Kentucky, somebody knew somebody that named it. When I lived in Hong Kong, it was like, oh, Lamangelo and Arangelo. <laughs> um, it was all the same. So it's not true. Judges is not racist. No, that's how they sound. So... <laughs> Um, the other conversation that bores the shit out of me is when someone's like, have you had Yingling? <laughs> yeah, I've had it in Florida. It's not the same. The brewery in Florida tastes different than the brewery in Pennsylvania. Well, I remember watching this documentary once uh, called The Bandit, where you couldn't, you know, get beers from other states back Correct. in the day. Yes. And they had to be trucked eastbound and, and down to you. Mm-hmm. You know, it took a long time and a lot of work. I had to get from Arkansas, the Arkansas-Texas border, to Atlanta, Georgia, in less than 24 hours. Okay, we well, had to keep it cold. Well, we used to live in a. Me and Nick, or me and uh, Nick Tato used to live in a. I call him Nick Tato, and I call me Zach Tato, Tato and Tato. But anyway, um, we had Yingling was super popular in Delaware, and there's nothing really special about it. It just it's good beer. It costs two dollars more than a six pack of Bud Light. It's just it's just decent beer. I, I thought you were going to go on a diatribe about yeah. how much you hate it, but I guess you never tried it yet, so we'll add that to our... Uh... I don't hate it. I hate, no, I've tried it. I've tried it. It's fine beer. I just hate having the same conversation more than once. It, it is annoying when people are like, oh, it's the greatest beer of all time, bro. You got to try it, bro. It's like, no, it's... You it's... weren't here, and you weren't old enough during... John, were you around during the corona thing? Oh, yes. Yeah, like, let's say, like... You couldn't get corona here. Yeah. And boy, was that a thing! And they just talked about Corona. Like it's just—it's just the fact that we couldn't get it is why is why it's popular. Marketing, uh, marketing. For a while there, hipsters were crazy about Fat Tire. Like I remember a guy like invited us over to his house because he got a case of Fat Tire, which is crazy. I, I like remember, I like Fat like, Tire. Yeah, okay. New Belgium makes good beers. You wanted to go to a party based around it? <laughs> no. Well, but like, but like. Okay, so like, so once I tracked down a six-pack of Fat Tire for my cousin for Christmas. Like, it was that exceptional. And I don't want you like, to, yeah, I don't want you to think I'm not like this. There's a soda pop in Maine that I grew up on in the summers when we go to New England called Moxie. Have you ever had it? Mm-mm. No. It's like root beer and Dr. Pepper had a baby that no one really liked. Ooh, I'd like that. <laughs> yeah. It's just, and then Moxie, Moxie was a thing, and and I remember when I would go to New England, the first thing I would do was go hunt down Moxie because you can't get it. Okay. I, I, up until last year, Moxie was a thing for me. Like I would order it online from and have it mailed here from the company because could, you couldn't get anywhere else. And then uh, Whole Foods started carrying it. Now I don't now I don't give a rat's ass about Moxie now that I can get it. So I'm no different. I know I do exactly the same thing. 
Yeah, like I would do if, if I went back. You know, if I moved back to Delaware, I'd say the same thing. I'd say the same thing about AL8. All Kentuckians would say the same thing about AL8 if they moved out. Hundred percent, hundred percent. We're all guilty. Yeah, and now, and you know what? You know what took some of the AL8 mystique away from people was Cracker Barrel. It being in Cracker Barrel. Cracker Barrel ruined AL8. A hey, company's got to expand though. Yeah. No, they you, don't. It's a lie. You perish or <laughs> you publish or perish, man. You don't need growth. You should be happy with consistent profits. All right. Hey, <laughs> grow forever. I'm, I'm happy pro- with I our two viewers right now. Episode. Yeah, I teased this in the last episode. But we, uh, I'm, we're just going to do a real quick rundown. I put the tail of the tape up. We are 22 days out from the UFC 230 at a heavyweight title mm. uh, bout between Daniel Cormier and Derek Lewis. I put the tail of the tape up there uh, to show you how much bigger of a human being Derek uh, I'm sorry yeah how much bigger of a human being uh, uh, Derek Lewis is than Daniel Cormier like 35 we're talking about an 8 and an 8 inch reach he is 8 inches further away to make contact with with Cormier's face that is enough to put your hand on their forehead and then not be able to hit you and to do the old three stooges thing where you just hold them out but hey didn't Mike Tyson have Um, tiny arms little T-Rex arms but he had power he does. He, he, he's a bulldog, man. He'll fight us. I'll find Tyson right now, that old man. Tyson. My Tyson. I'll tell Judges. you, man, I'll, I'll fight that old man. Okay, I'll make fun of his neighborhood. That'll get him out. That'll flush him out. Brownsville's a bunch of bitches. Are you, you calling out Mike Tyson on the disposable I'm show right now? I'm calling Mike Tyson on a podcast right now. Oh, wow. Anybody from Brownsville? Look, son, I'm from Williamsburg. Anybody from Brownsville can get it. All right, so it looks like both these guys are undefeated, so that uh, that adds a little more excitement to it. Now, are you yeah? Are you are you adding the no contest? Uh, well, they both have a no contest, one no contest. Have a no contest on their record. That doesn't count though. So wait, is the is the middle one uh, the tie? That's middle one's losses. Okay, so so oh, one middle loss for loss. Oh, I thought yeah, that was one loss draw, and then with one no contest. Uh, I'm so, joking. So the, your champion is twenty one and one with one no contest. Gotcha. Never mind. Excuse what I said. Derek Lewis, you, so who are you taking now? Now that you see this this very telling. Well, how long is this match going to go? Because mm. I, I see a tiny guy who's all older versus a very heavy man who's got hot balls. It might not be able to go the distance. <laughs> here's, the, here's the other thing is, is you remember Derek Lewis fought less than a week ago. This fight is 22 days out. How I mean, he is definitely not rested. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the only reason why Dana White made this fight was because Derek Lewis is all up on social media right now. Everyone's crazy about him, and they know that they get views. Because Derek Lewis saved the night. Yeah, but Cormier is going to— Imagine if there wasn't a Derek Lewis to talk about to take away heat from that debacle that took place between Khabib and Connor. Derek Lewis is being rewarded for saving the night. But even with the longer reach, Cormier is still going to absolutely annihilate him. Do you think you're still going with Cormier? I'm putting all my money, all my savings on Daniel I mean, Cormier. Lewis is just going to lay on him. Lewis fought an absolute warrior against Volkov. And that has to take something. I mean, I, these guys are, like, our age. That has to. You're in good shape eh, for a heavyweight. It's got to take a toll on your body. It has to. I get in a shouting match outside Meyer with a lady who parked too close to my car, and I'm tired for two days. <laughs> By the way, a lady parked too close to my car. She had it coming. And I and I questioned her parentage. Ooh. In a loud, in a loud, clear voice. Uh, questioned her heritage. Yes. <laughs> he was ta- he was talking about her mom. I questioned about whether or not she was an animal or not. <laughs> Because we have to live in a civilized civilization, and she's clearly a capybara. <laughs> All right, Newman. So you got me interested here. I'm going to have to, as we get closer, I'll start checking out some videos. Yeah. I'll go watch a couple Derek Lewis matches. Uh, I think it's about time for us to wrap it up, though. I got to make it to Tractor Supply by 11 so I can get me a horse. Yeah, go get that horse, son. <laughs> I, um, can just get, I can just get, like, one bowl, right? And then he's good for, like, food, a bowl, water. Uh, we racehorse eleven quarts of feed a day plus twenty five pounds of hay. Quarts, eleven quarts. No, fuck your your merts. 
Yep, we met. Couldn't, fourth of a gallon? You couldn't yep. just say four gallons or quarts. I don't know that shit. It's 11 quarts because they're getting it three times a day, so it's easier to divide that way. Archaic. Just because you have some crazy-ass tradition, you just need to get yourself a big hamster bottle <laughs> with a big bowling ball on the bottom that you just lick <laughs> for water. Also, they get they will get offered 15 gallons of water. Every Jesus. Here's your fun fact to go just out on. Just how much Derek Lewis needs to make it through. Yeah. Uh, here's your fun fact to go out on. A horse... Like acid every day. You cut out there. What'd you say? Seven gallons of stomach acid every day is what a horse produces. You cut out again there. Can you say that again? A horse produces... <laughs> I'm just messing with you. <laughs> seven gallons. <laughs> you know, because of the length of their esophagus... The position of their stomach and their abdomen and the strength of their peptic ring, a horse can't vomit or burp. <laughs> what? The horses can't vomit and they cannot burp. Oh, that's weird. Title. Hit the, the follow button here on the Disposable Show. Follow us on Twitter if you want to see us harassing locals. Yeah, uh, At Disposable Show on you Twitter. Me individually now at Sweet Matisse D. I'm at Zach T A T O I A N. You can follow me at uh, just uh, Nick Tato on the Instas. And uh, hop over there to see Professor Addy on Twitch. He'll be streaming the rest of the night. Thanks, Addy. Uh, he's a good listen. Later. Ouch. Bye. Our most adult show by far. We're all grown up. We're all grown Closable up. Closable show all grown up. You grows up and you grows up and you grows up. <laughs>